Welcome back, everybody, to the Youthscape Thrive podcast. My name's Ruben. And and my name is Matt. I never know <laughs> if you're going to introduce me or if I need to introduce myself. So I'm always like, uh, uh, and uh, my name is Matt. No, yeah. he's going to do it. I'm and, uh, and I'm joined, as usual, by the fantastic, I don't have a great yeah. um, adjective this time, by... Good adjective, but not a great adjective. By not, Matt. Not as good as illustrious. Um, <laughs> that was probably my favorite adjective that you used to describe me uh, by matt and um matt you have recently joined the police force and we mentioned this before um but what has what has your experience of doing that been like yeah it's been it feels like it's been a big deal my daily routine has drastically changed uh the time that the time i'm starting and the time i'm finishing is very different to being at youthscape um where i'm even going to work is very different i've I'm meeting loads of other people. Mm. Um, the workload is seems pretty sort of heavy at the moment. Mm. Um, and also there's this like, all of a sudden, this like massive responsibility yeah. on my head. And so, yeah, part of it has been sort of really quite stressful and, and is quite stressful, but also just really exciting. There's some really cool bits about it and it, mm. it does feel pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, so... I think I imagine I so I never I never changed schools when I was younger I I stayed you know mm. I was never the new kid at school apart from when the start of the you know year seven and I imagine it's a similar sort of thing like going to a new place every single day mm. um having loads of meeting loads of new people yeah. yeah well I yeah I changed schools four times four times um wow yeah I changed stressful it was exceptionally stressful wow. because I also changed schools and I went to a school that was suddenly in a different language. So Oh yeah. I was South in Africa school and all that. Yeah. So I was in school until year five where I was in a school I did everything in Afrikaans. Then year six I went to a school where everything was in English. That was stressful because wow. I met loads of new people. I had to change the way that I the language used in maths mm. and science and everything. Then after that, I went to a high school. And then in the high school, I got into loads of trouble and I went to a different high school. <laughs> so Really? I That's why you moved, because you were naughty. Yeah, kind of. I didn't know that. <laughs> and, um, and it was really stressful because every single time I had to meet new people and it was a whole different cultural group in a sense. Yeah. You know? um, and it was exciting as well sometimes um mm. and matt you mentioned to me before about the how excitement feels really similar to anxiety yeah so i feel like i sometimes i get them mixed up sometimes mm. i get that feeling of like anxiety of like um that feeling in in my stomach um feeling a, a particularly like sensitive about stuff like mm. almost like not wanting to do something um and then when I kind of like process it and when I kind of think about like, oh, well, what's like, what's going on? Like, why am I feeling like this? I've actually like got myself confused. I'm actually, I'm mm. actually excited about doing something like, mm. um, like I remember, I, uh, I remember like going out riding, like going to Chicksands. I've, I've spoken, spoken about that, but before yeah. taking my mountain bike over to Chicksands and doing these jumps. I remember one time 
before before going, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really anxious about hanging out with my mate and riding mm. and doing the thing I love. And I was like, well, hold on, that's not quite right. Because it felt the same. It, like physically, it felt the same. And then I was like, no, this is actually, this is excitement. Like I'm actually excited about this. This yeah. is a good thing. This is a positive thing. That feeling in my stomach is because I'm excited mm. to to go and hang out with my mates and, and ride my bike. So Yeah, so anxiety and excitement sometimes can feel really similar not all the time yeah but yeah sometimes they, they can have that sort of the the physical mm. physically they can have sort of the same feel yeah and mm. maybe in excitement you are looking forward to something but with anxiety yeah. you're dreading something okay then so so then off the back of that what about the difference between stress and anxiety then mm. so almost so, like the other way yeah, so there's a fine line between stress and anxiety and you'll sometimes hear people using them interchangeably. And if you think about stress, something that causes stress is always external. So something that causes stress is called a stressor. Oh, yeah. So if um, you go to you start at the police force, so you start a new school, the change in routine, that is a stressor and it's causing you to adapt or change. Anything that causes your body or your mind to adapt or change is a stressor and it causes stress. Now, stress is good. Distress is bad. So once stress reaches a certain level, then it becomes bad. So exercise is stress on your body because it's causing your body to adapt. It's like doing something that's difficult and causing your body to be stronger. So in that sense, stress is a good thing. But when it reaches that point where it becomes distressing, that's when it turns into anxiety. And anxiety is an internal thing. So anxiety is a response to stress. Mm. And anxiety is that sense of fear and anticipating something terrible happening. And the symptoms of stress and the symptoms of anxiety can feel pretty much the same. So when you're feeling stressed Matt how does it like what happens I guess I, f I suppose um maybe feel like feels like I'm not in control yeah like almost like all this stuff is just happening around me and I'm just here for the ride almost I've got no control over stuff um pretty like frantic pretty like rushed mm -hmm. um and that's very similar to what you might feel when you're anxious yeah yeah I guess so yeah and um one distinction that I think is just important to make is that everybody, just like how everybody feels stress, everybody feels anxiety and anxiety can be a very, very good thing mm. because an example that we've used before, if a lion rushes into the room and you have no anxiety, you're going to be eaten by the lion. <laughs> yeah, you're going to die. <laughs> but if you have anxiety, which we all do, which is a normal uh, expression of fear and a safety mechanism, mm. you will run away. So yeah. anxiety is good, but there's just a distinction, which is anxiety and anxiety disorders. Mm. Sometimes people will say, I have anxiety. And what they mean is I have an anxiety disorder. So that includes things like uh, generalized anxiety disorder, OCD, phobias, a whole list of other things like medical disorders fall under the umbrella term of anxiety disorders. And yeah. if and that's some that's something for a GP or like a exactly. psychologist to look at and diagnose, yeah. As opposed to 
somebody feeling, oh, I feel ang anxious, I must have an anxiety disorder. Yeah, so you probably don't have an anxiety disorder. It is actually quite rare to have an anxiety disorder. Mm. Now we are going to hear from a really special guest who's going to share with us loads about anxiety and what we can actually practically do to help us cope. And she knows what she's talking about as well. Yeah, she is a <laughs> professional. So we have a very special guest with us today. We have Rachel Macon. Uh, Rachel is a psychotherapist and a mother to two young people that I know really well. Uh, welcome, Rachel. It's so great to have you here. It's lovely to be with you here today, Ruben. Thank you for inviting me. So today we're chatting a little bit about stress and anxiety. And Rachel, you said something to me before that I found really interesting. And that is that you first trained as a vet, and which is quite an extensive amount of study and training. And you had, an, you had quite a number of careers, but now you've ended up as a psychotherapist, which I find really interesting. And there's a lot of young people that struggle with knowing what to do after school. There's a lot of anxiety of like, what is my career going to be? What, what subjects do I choose? What do I study at university? There's a lot of stress surrounding that. And I'd just love to hear some of your thoughts about that. I think it's so hard when you're 15, 16, 17 to know what you want to do because you've only ever really known family and school. And some people have great plans. I've just tended to follow what I wanted to do and trust that I'll either go on liking it or if I don't, I'll find a way to do something different. Mm. Um, so some of my jobs have had a theme, but I think just follow your interests don't feel you have to do something. Don't be too uh, stuck by what other people think you should do. Just trust that you will try a few different things and you'll find something that you really enjoy and that your skills match. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Because, yeah, because you kind of leave high school and then it's like, right, you've got to go to college. Uh, you've got 300 different choices. Pick one. And it's like, yeah. well, what? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I think doing something that you really want to do and giving it have, like having a good go of it that's that's really yeah, good you advice. can give a sh you can give it a shot yeah and then you can you can always change and you don't it, we don't need to be super anxious about that sort of stuff yeah. nice and, and there's a simplicity in going to university at 18 because you haven't got a mortgage and everything but equally at 18 you might not be sure what you want to do and it can mm. be quite a big step so my son didn't really want to go to uni he wasn't sure what to study and he's got a job it's a very ordinary job he delivers pizzas he loves having an income. He's moved out. Mm. He loves living independently with another friend. He loves feeling he knows what he's doing. Mm. So I think for him, that's completely valid. I doubt he'll do it the rest of his life. But at some point, I think he will discover that he would like to manage people or that he'd like to do something different. Mm. And I think when you're ready to study, you just do it so much better than when you're not. Um, mm. And I think people will find the things that they that work for them, that they are good at. They'll discover their talents that they maybe didn't know they had. Mm, that's so true. That's so true. So um, so it's quite common to feel stressed and to feel really anxious. And a lot of times we can feel anxious and stressed and not really even know it. And what are some of the, what are some of the indicators or symptoms that we might feel or that you've observed as a psychotherapist um, in people who are really stressed and anxious. Yeah. Um, with anxiety, it often, you, you find it in two places. It's in your mind and also in your body. 
So in your mind, you might often find these same thoughts are going round and round. We have a very psychological phrase, they're automatic negative thoughts. Mm. But wonderfully, if you look at the initials, they're called ants. They're the bits in your mind where the same passages go round like, oh, well, I, I won't be any good at this, or, oh, uh, I'm worried that people will think I'm, I'm ugly or whatever. So very repeating thoughts, they're automatic and they're negative, and they yeah. take up space in your head. But the other place where you can feel anxiety is in your body. Because mm. the lovely old days when fight or flight, if there was a raging bear coming towards you, mm. the adrenaline surges, it used to be very helpful. You would, um, blood goes to your lungs and to your legs and you run away. Mm. The problem is... If you're not running away from a bear, those changes in your body make you feel uncomfortable. They make your stomach feel knotted or your chest feel tight, or they yeah. just generally make you feel uncomfortable and you're not quite sure why. But they are just signs of what the body's doing in response to an unknown anxious thought. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful because you do feel sometimes that that surge of adrenaline and the knot in your stomach and thoughts racing around your head, like you said, ants. Um is ANT an acronym for something or is it just a way to explain the thoughts? Yes, it's the acronym for automatic negative thoughts. Oh, yeah, of course you they said just, that. It's the default. Yeah, it's the yeah. default. They just come along because they can. It's like a load of bees buzzing around. Yeah, and it does totally feel like that, doesn't it? And what's something that, that we can do to help uh, in a preventative sense um, so let's chat about like preventative things that we can do to help us and then things that we can do in the moment as well. What's something preventative that we can do to help us um, better manage our anxiety? So one thing preventative is just understanding it. The mm. annoying thing with anxiety is if you have a broken leg, you just have a broken leg and you know it's broken, you know it's going to get better. But with anxiety, we notice that half of the problem is people become anxious about having anxiety. Mm. So they like give themselves this double helping of something. So if they to understand that quite a lot of young people get anxiety at different stages, common in teenagers tends to settle. You know, you're going through this stage of finding your identity. Anxiety is less common as you get older than it is in that teenage population. Mm. If you begin to understand what the thoughts are, then you can like be outside it. You can say, oh, yeah, this uncomfortable thought I've got is anxiety, this feeling I've got. Oh, someone's told me some good things. I can do something about this. So it suddenly feels much less um, occupying and taking over them, but just mm. something that they've got that they know some ways they can deal with. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful. And then in the moment when we are feeling really anxious, say I'm feeling just anxious, there's a knot in my stomach, um, thoughts, ants are going through my head. Um, what's something that I can do in the moment to help me to just calm down and settle and come like, and, and just ground myself a little bit? There's two things I'll mention. And weirdly, for something that can be so uncomfortable, one of the good solutions is so simple. It's simply deep breathing. Mm. And it is very proven. There's lots of research that shows how well it works. And what you simply do is you breathe slowly in through your nose, count to about four or five if you can, and then you're going to breathe really slowly out through your mouth. But you don't want your shoulders rising, your chest getting big. As you breathe in, imagine you're inflating it down to your stomach, you're mm. inflating air into your legs and arms. So it's a completely long drawing in air and a completely slow releasing air. 
you do that five times. Don't stop. So some people put their finger on their thumb and they slide down and up the next finger and down the next finger. So each breath, you're just going up and down the finger on your other hand. Whatever you do, just keep going to five. You can do it quite discreetly on the bus in the classroom. No one did notice. And what mm. that does, it affects the nervous system, which is the thing that's triggering the anxiety. It slows, it's proven to soothe, and it really works. Yeah, I can, I can just say that that is so, so true. I've used deep breathing so much to help me when I've um, had times when I felt really, really anxious. And Rachel, you've mentioned that in your practice um, as a psychotherapist, you've used self-compassion and self-kindness quite a lot. Could you tell us a little bit about, about that? Yeah, self-kindness is just one of the most powerful things because quite often we look at ourselves and we treat ourselves differently than we would treat other people. So some of the anxiety, we often then get cross with ourselves. Oh, I'm no good at this. When we're feeling anxious, I would say to myself or to clients, you know, it's quite hard when you're feeling anxious all the time. That's a difficult place to be. You know, if someone had a broken arm, you'd be sympathetic if they were in pain. Mm. So one thing is just to acknowledge this isn't a sign of weakness. It's just something you're going through that is hard. And when you look at the negative thoughts in your head, if you think, um, I'm not good at math, say, or I'll never be able to write this piece of work, you can think, wow, if I sit here thinking I'm not very good at this, that's quite a difficult feeling. That makes me feel a bit useless. Mm. Hmm. I'm going to be kind to myself today because I'm feeling a bit vulnerable. So any of the things where you just allow yourself to know that being a teenager is quite hard anyway, all that identity stuff, all that friendship stuff, all that schoolwork, all that expectation that you know what you're doing. So if you just be kind to yourself, what can I do that's kind? Oh, I might today just take a deep breath and decide to go and, I don't know, relax in a hot bath. Mm. But just generally allowing yourself to show kindness yourself the same way you would to someone else if they were having a hard time. Yeah, mm. that's so helpful. That's funny, isn't it? Because if, if somebody else, if one of our friends, I don't know, hurts himself or sort of does something really wrong, we wouldn't go, you're an idiot, you're rubbish, you're terrible at that. Like, mm. <laughs> we wouldn't naturally, or yeah, we wouldn't, na but, but we kind of tend to do that to ourselves almost. Yeah, or, we hold or, ourselves to a really, really high standard. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? I think that's really good. Like, at, sorry, go on. Yeah, when we look at anxiety, that's right. A lot of youngsters have social anxiety. So the feeling is, oh, will I, do I look smart enough? Or, oh, will people think I don't look very good? Will I know what to say to someone? Mm. And, Imagine that if you had a friend who said, I'm going to a party and I'm really nervous because I'm, I think I might sound an idiot or I won't know what to say to someone. You might think, oh, that's really tough. Mm -hmm. So again, you might say, you know, it's really hard going to a party and not knowing what to say. What could I do that would make life a bit easier? Mm. Oh, I know. I'll maybe think of a sentence opener. I'll maybe think of a question I could ask someone. So you'd look after yourself. Mm -hmm. You might say, oh, I'll go and stand next to someone I know. So again, it's that sense of, how can you show yourself some care and kindness and look after yourself? Mm. Wow, that's really so much, so much helpful stuff to think about there, Rachel. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining us today. It's been lovely talking to you. So helpful. We need to be kind to ourselves and we can use breathing to help ourselves just settle. And uh, like you said, if you know you're going into a situation where you might be feeling anxious, admit that it's going to be difficult and then think, what can I do? What uh, help yourself think? Like you said, uh, 
what's a question I can ask someone if I'm feeling socially anxious? That's that's so helpful. Rachel, thanks again for joining us. It's been so lovely. Enjoy the rest of your day and hopefully we'll chat to you again soon. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure being with you. Thanks very much for inviting me. So that was really great hearing from Rachel and she shared some wonderful things that we can do to de-stress. Matt, which of those things do you think would work best for you? I think uh, maybe it wasn't mentioned, but just allowing myself space to just relax Mm. because at the moment I've got so much on my plate. I've got to be revising. I've got to be doing all this other stuff. But doing some revision and then telling myself, you know what, I'm going to spend 30 minutes and I'm just going to relax and I'm not going to think about anything else i'm just going to play playstation and that's what i'm going to do yeah and like allowing myself that that those 30 minutes guilt-free playstation playing and then getting back to work yeah for me i think it's the breathing exercises i've had my own experiences of being really really anxious and breathing exercises helped me so much just one final thought that i think I i should add is If you are feeling exceptionally anxious or have a really low mood, I really encourage you to see your GP. They are there to help. There's no shame in doing that. They might give you some suggestions of what you can do or they might refer you to a therapist like Rachel who we interviewed. And if you go to a therapist, I have been to a therapist. Many people have. There's nothing scary about it. They will chat to you. They'll help you process what you're going through. Mm. I really encourage you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, just have a chat with your GP. Rachel even said that to us. A lot of the people who she speaks to don't have depression or don't have sort of uh, a diagnosed thing. They're Mm. actually, they're just there to sort of process this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There is help out there. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you guys next time. It's been a pleasure. Check us out on the Instas. Yep. Luton.youthscape.luton on Instagram. Bye.